Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And today we're here in Auckland, New Zealand for day 130 of 365 days. Welcome back to everybody on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, our audio podcast platforms, and to you if you're watching on YouTube today. Great to have you here with us for another day of devotional reading. Speaking of devotional reading, let's have a look at the scriptures that we're supposed to be reading at the moment. They are in the descriptions on every platform. Psalm 59, 1 to 8. John chapter 6, 25 to 59. Judges chapter 10, verse 1 to chapter 11, verse 40. Those are our scriptures for today. So let's talk brews. And today we have a brand new brew. I saw this on the shelf. And this is... The Hummingbird Coffee Roasters, this is the Christchurch Roastery Hummingbird. This is the 50-50, 100% oomph taste with 50% decaf. So this is what is a current trend at the moment at the time of recording these devotionals is this sort of 50-50 hybrid blend. I guess the idea is that you drink more coffee with less adverse caffeine side effects. So today I've made it in the espresso, 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 18 grams of coffee, 32 grams out in about 22 to 23 seconds. That's what I've got today. Let's give this a try and see. Now, there's actually no tasting notes on the packet. So let me give it a try and see if I can tell you what it tastes like. Let's give it a go. Yep, okay. So initially, when it comes in your mouth, it's quite an acidic taste. Then it levels out to be quite a lovely, full-bodied flavor in your mouth with a, a chocolatey malt aftertones that really settle on your tongue. It's quite nice. I can actually see myself drinking more of this. This is actually quite good. I, rec- I reckon if you're someone who's adverse to caffeine, if you if you have like one or two coffees a day and then you're spiraling out of control for the rest of the day, give this a go because I think you might actually find this could be a good alternative and maybe there is a future here for things that are these 50-50 breakdowns for those of us who can't drink as much coffee as people like me can. That is it for the brews though, 50-50 by Hummingbird. So far, so good. We'll try it in a Chemex in the days to come. But that is it for the brews. Let's talk Bible, the reason that we are here. God needs to be our strength in times of difficulty. Many people think that that the belief in God will take away the hard times that we'll face. And so when hard times do come or life stops being easy, people ultimately pull back on God, thinking that God has let them down somehow. Our belief in God is not a ticket for an easy ride. It's not. If it was, we could delete a whole bunch of the Psalms we've been reading. David's life through the Psalms has been escalating. Today, we see now that his life is under threat from Saul, the current king, the man who he's supposed to be serving right now. Imagine David's heart position to this reality. The guy who's meant to be a leader and someone to serve is literally trying to kill you now. David, in the middle of all of this, reflects to us again why he's one of the goats of Christian leadership (laughs) or or just Christianity. Can you say that? He's a goat of Christianity? I don't know. I just said it. But his response in this tough time is to fully rely on the character of God, not not just in what God can do, but in who God is. He looks to God as a rescuer. That's That's not just something that God does. It's who he is. He's a rescuer. As someone who he can trust to rescue him personally. So he, he looks at God's character and he places his trust in the character of God. In other words, he has total confidence in God. And this is where we need to get to as well. We need to get to the point that no matter what we're facing, our confidence and reliance on the character of God is at 
Your belief in God won't stop you from having tough times, but it will stop you from facing those tough times alone. I'll say that again. God, your belief in God won't stop you from having tough times, but it will stop you from doing those tough times alone. Isn't it interesting when Jesus today is asked about what we must do to do the work that God requires? God doesn't. Uh, Jesus doesn't say God then requires us to work long hours. He doesn't require us to have heaps of grit or show extra tenacity. What he says primarily is to believe. See, we're called as Christians primarily not to be achievers, but to be believers. In actual fact, it's when we do believe that we will achieve. Jesus says about himself that he is the bread of life. He's not actually bread, okay? He was fully God and fully man, not fully wheat, okay? But what Jesus is saying here is he's saying, listen, I can be and should be your full satisfaction. See, for the ancient Near East culture, when the Bible was written, bread was a crucial part of their diet. It was easy to make and it was filling. And so Jesus is saying, listen, you get your fill on bread physically, but you need to get your fill of bread spiritually with me. In the same way that fresh bread is warm and smells wonderful, Jesus, he wants to be that for you. That might sound weird. So let me break that down before you judge me. He wants to fill you with warmth and reassurance. That's what we get with that bread, that fresh bread, that warmth and that reassurance of feeling like, ah, I'm at home. That's good. But he also wants to fill your life with a sweet aroma. So how do we receive this? How do we receive this from Jesus? Because we can't eat him. So how are we supposed to ingest this bread of life? The answer is belief. It's belief. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. Whoever believes has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. That's in verse 47 and 48. That's what Jesus says. I'm the bread of life. If you believe, you're going to have everlasting life. So when we believe in Jesus, when our faith in him is strong, that sense of warmth, warmth sorry, and pleasing scent fills our lives and gives us confidence that God is with us and we are not alone. In other words, it's our faith in Jesus that fills the empty space in us and satisfies our spiritual hunger for the days to come. Finally today, you might be getting frustrated with the repeating pattern of the Israelites. And if you are, you can be excused, you know. It's a frustrating pattern. It's, it really is. Watching the Israelites go over and over and over again in the same pattern repetitively. Today, we come across one of the most disturbing stories in the entire Bible. For me, it is anyway. We read about Jep, uh, this guy. Now, I practice his name so much and I just froze. Jep, 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 G-E-J, <laughs> J-E-P, put it up on screen. Okay, he, he, this is it on screen, okay? J-E-P-H-T-H-A-H, Jephtha, Jephtha. Let's say it's Jephtha, Jeppy. Let's call him Jeppy, just for ease. His name's Jeppy, all right? Now, Jeppy, he's a mighty warrior whose mother was a prostitute and whose half-brothers eventually drove him away. We then read that uh, he gathered people around him and he actually became a brilliant leader. The Spirit of the Lord comes upon him and he gets victory over his enemies. Then what we read next is quite hard to read. He makes a vow to God, a commitment that for the price of victory, if God would give this to him, then he would sacrifice whatever came out of the door to his house to meet him upon his return. It was his daughter that came out of the door, his only child. He then went on to sacrifice his daughter. And this is quite hard as someone who's worked in kids ministry for, for many years to think that this actually happened, that this is something that he did because he made this vow to the Lord. It's one of the stories in the Bible that really can make us confused and shocked to the point of maybe even getting angry with God. Why would he expect this from Jeppy? Why would, why would God 
get him to say this and then get him to follow through with this vow. This is wrong. This is, it's disturbing. But we have to be careful because God never once asked Jeppy to make this vow, nor did he ask him to actually make the sacrifice. Sure, when we make vows with God, it's God's expectation that we then follow through with the vow. But God never put that on him. God never said to him to do that. In fact, what was crazy was that it goes well against the law, against children's like ch- child sacrifice. And even though it was common for the surrounding people, the surrounding people uh, people groups like the Canaanites, they practiced child sacrifice to their gods. Our God is not a, a he's not a fan of child sacrifice to put it mildly. The key here is that Jeppe, he never sought out what God actually wanted for him in this situation. He never asked God if this is what he wanted. See, the scripture suggests that it was his own pride that led him to that moment. He didn't lean on God, but he leant on himself. And it's this lack of belief that if God had already bought them victory, he could do it again and again and again without him needing to do anything that led Jeppe to making this devastating decision. He should have relied on God. God had already given him the vow. Why did he do this decision? Why did he do this? Pride and insecurity. That's what I believe. So the the question I have for you is, is your faith in God really? Because I think Jeppe, he had seen God move, but he put his faith in his own ability to sacrifice things to the Lord. So is your faith in God really, or is it in your own works? And if it's in your own works, friend today, I implore you to make that change. Put your faith in God, put your belief in God, trust in him and lean not on your own understanding. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today, Judges 11.29 says, Then the Spirit came on Jeppe. He crossed Gilead and Manasseh, passed through Mizpah, Mizpah of Gilead, and from there he advanced against the Ammonites. See, the difference between success and victory, even to this day, is whether or not the Spirit of the Lord is on you. Seek out the Spirit of the Lord. That is it for today, day 130, done and dusted. Thank you so much for joining me here on The Daily Brew for another day. I'm praying for you that God is speaking to you through these scriptures as much as He is with me. We're confronting some pretty hefty things, some pretty uh, deep things, especially in the Old Testament. It can be quite confronting, but I want to encourage you to continue to go, continue to dig, continue to seek out what God is saying, both to the people of Israel, to us as a community of believers, and for us personally as well. I pray you are enjoying this devotional. A massive thank you to everybody who's already subscribed to the YouTube channel and followed the podcasts, giving it five stars as well. Naturally, naturally you would. Thank you for doing that. Means a lot to me. Thank you for doing that. And for joining me on this journey, I pray God is speaking to you and revealing things to you in these scriptures. Tomorrow, we have another brew, plus more Bible and you. So I'm excited. Come back tomorrow for day 131 as we continue on our Bible devotional journey through the whole entire Bible. If it's the start of your day, have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you tomorrow. Back here for day 131 of The Daily Brew.